Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey guys, Nikki here. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope that things are returning back to normal for you, or maybe it's a new normal. If you listened to the podcast last week, um, I talked about how I've really enjoyed this time of uh, really kind of just slowing down and reflecting and rejuvenating. Uh, it's just been really a good time for me, and um, I feel really positive about what the future may hold, um, that I feel like there's kind of a clean slate, that there's nothing that I cannot do, and I hope you're feeling the same way. If not, I really hope you can find that feeling. And, and if you've not had a chance to reflect or rejuvenate, um, try to do that. Take care of yourself, because if you don't take care of you first, then it's going to be very difficult to take care of anyone else. So that's my little uh, motivation for the day. Uh, this week's podcast, I want to talk about leadership. You know, so many times we hear people talk about, you've got to be the alpha, uh, you got to show dominance, and I really want to help you guys understand that all that is, well, I'm going to just be upfront about it. It's crap. So um, not just only is it a myth, um, it's crap, and um, I want to talk about what leadership truly is in that relationship between you and your dog. Now, for me, when I think about leadership in human terms, um, I think about some of the people that I've come across in my life um, to, you know, with those people that did they show me true leadership? And I think back even to like teachers I've had, to coaches, uh, to other people I've seen in different businesses. Um, even if I am, you know, seeking a doctor or an eye doctor or, you know, whatever the case may be, I look at these people and I can really get a feel whether they are really showing true leadership in that area 
or if they're lacking in leadership skills. Now, I'm not saying that every doctor, every um, person has to be a leader in their field, but if you are going to have a dog and you want to establish a good relationship, there needs to be some leadership skills that you hone in on. And, you know, because dogs need leadership. They're, they are, um, they're more of a pack animal style. Um, you know, they not really considered uh, pack animals so much anymore, but they still prefer company of others than being loners. Uh, so anytime that you are in company of others, uh, there's a hierarchy. And you may even see that with groups of friends. You know, you may have a group of friends to where one of you is more the leader when it comes to um, meeting for dinner, where that's going to be. Maybe they take the role of establishing a meeting place for your weekly dinners or your monthly dinners. And then you have one friend who is more taking the lead on having play dates with your children. So it's really, everybody kind of shares in leadership roles whenever you uh, have that relationship. And even if it's a husband-wife team or a husband-husband or wife-wife team, um, somebody has leadership qualities more than the other, uh, but a good leader will pick and choose uh, kind of what is important to them, you know, what they find that their strengths are. And, um, you know, that's something that you have to kind to, to figure out during that relationship. Uh, so with your dog, it's not much different. Um, now, obviously, we, we don't want your dog taking over any leadership roles, but we want to allow the dog to make choices and um, have some responsibility for their behavior. When I talk about leadership between owners and dogs, I'm a 51-49% believer. I want humans to have 51% responsibility of the relationship between them and their dog, and that includes all humans in the house. Now, that 51% allows you to make those final choices, uh, those final decisions. Uh, basically, whether you want a decision that your dog makes to work or not. So, uh, it's important that you know what you want from your dog so that you can be consistent in your 51%. However, um, I want my dog to have 49% responsibility for their behavior. I want them to know that there are things that are expected of them, whether I tell them to do it or not. Just like you may do with your children. You want to get to a point in your relationship with your children, you don't have to tell them to uh, brush their teeth every night before bed. Now, you may have to do that up to a certain age, but at some point you hope that you don't have to tell them that anymore. You don't have to tell them to go shower anymore. You don't have to tell them to wash their hands before dinner. Uh, these are part of that responsibility that you're teaching your children so that you're not having to tell them all the time to do everything. And it's the same concept that I like to do with my dogs. I want my dogs to know that when the door is open, we don't bolt through it unless someone gives you permission. This includes the front door, the back door, the garage door, the car door, uh, the gate at the dog park, whatever that barrier looks like. Uh, but I want my dog to know that this rule is established across the board um, and it I doesn't have to be reminded. I don't have to tell you and remind you of the rule. Once you get it, you have it. Um, obviously, in the beginning when I'm teaching it, I will have to do a lot of reminding and teaching and training. But the whole goal is to get to that 49%. And your 51% of that is when to give permission to go through that door. So when that leadership is established, you'll see that, that your dog has their responsibility and you have your responsibility. 
Um, and if you don't take that 51%, your dog has no choice but to take it. The problem is that most dogs don't want that 51%. I mean, let's be real. Not everybody wants to be in charge of something. Some people get really freaked out when you put them in charge of something. Uh, you know, there are leaders, there are followers, and there is nothing wrong with either. Um, I believe that leaders are of a more of a dominant personality to where they will make decisions and they will lead a group um, and they have no problems doing that. Where a follower, uh, they're just naturally going to follow who that leader is going to be. They don't have any interest in leading. Uh, they love to follow. They love to just be part of the team. But if you put them in a leadership role, you create anxiety and fear within them. Um, and their confidence lowers. And so, you know, what I really want to see with uh, people and dogs is more of a flexible personality trait when it comes to uh, temperament. And that would mean that a dog who knows how to lead when they need to and a dog who knows how to follow when they need to. And same thing with the human. I think it's very healthy to not have to be in charge of everything. And, and I'll be honest, I was very much of a control, I'm not going to say control freak, but I felt like I needed to lead because I had good ideas and, and I just have that personality. But I have learned uh, that um, delegation is a fabulous thing. And if somebody else wants to take a lead role on something, I am happy to sit back and follow their instruction. And I will tell you, my life is much better when I came to that realization. Um, I'm flexible. If somebody else has more knowledge and they want to lead, go for it. Uh, you know, I will follow and do whatever I need to do uh, to, to make whatever we're doing successful. But if nobody else is taking the lead, I have no problem stepping in. Uh, but what does that leader look like? You know, you don't, leaders don't walk into a room and establish their leadership. You don't see true leaders walking into a room and saying, okay, everybody, I'm here and I am in charge. You know, they don't come in and try to bully people. They don't come in and just try to take over. Uh, a lot of times leaders, you'll notice, uh, you'll recognize them by just the way they carry themselves. They walk in and you just think, yep, that person's a leader. And what is it that you're seeing? Well, I believe what you're seeing is confidence. I think confidence goes a long way. And I think that confidence is the most important attribute for being a true leader of the relationship. Uh, so confidence basically means that, hey, you do everything with the attitude you expect it to work out. Uh, you're confident in the techniques that you're using, so you follow through. You're consistent because you're confident. And you don't have to go overboard to establish that leadership role because your confidence uh, just really projects it. When people try to show people that they are leaders or they go you know overboard and showing their leadership qualities or constantly trying to throw it in people's face that they're in charge then we really know they don't have the confidence uh, they're really just kind of faking it and those are not true leaders those are bullies and that is not what I want you to be with your dog I want you to be a true leader and I want you to be a, a leader who is confident who knows that you can get the results that you want uh, because you just expect them and you've taught them and you expect your dog to follow through because you're going to follow through. And sometimes with confidence, you may have to fake it with your dog until you can make it. 
but that's okay. So what do I want you to do with, with your confidence? Or what does that look like? Well, number one, confidence means that you shouldn't have to change your tone, change your volume. You shouldn't have to change your body position. Uh, you shouldn't have to change any of those things to get a result. For example, if I ask my dog to sit and my dog does not sit and I change my tone to ask for the sit, sit, or I place my body in front of him because I was at the side asking him to sit and then I move my body to get in front of him and say sit. Well, all these changes and in all these different ways that I am trying to get him to sit is communicating that I'm really not confident in getting the behavior. So when I ask a dog to do something, I ask him to sit with full belief that they are going to do it. And I give them at least five seconds to process when I'm asking, because I know, I don't know where their brain was right before that. I know how distracted I can get. I mean, a car just drove by and I couldn't help but look. I mean, really, that car has nothing to do with me, but yet I got distracted. However, um, it's, you know, giving the dog a chance to process. And if my dog does not sit, I have no problem asking again. But I ask without changing my body position, my body posture, my tone, or my volume. I just ask normal again. Sit. And typically, I will get, a be get the behavior if I've taught the behavior. If you start changing the way you ask and start changing your body language, then you're going to communicate to the dog that you're one, you're not confident, you're not consistent, um, and that there are different behaviors that you must exhibit before the dog is required to sit. Which means if you're always having to stand in front of your dog to ask your dog to sit, what's going to happen when you're sitting on the couch and he's across the room? What's going to happen when you're standing next to him on a leash and you're out at a park? What's going to happen when you're sitting in the driver's seat of your car at a, at a stoplight and you ask your dog to sit in the back seat? Well, I don't know about you, but I don't think you can turn around and use your body. Right? What if you're sitting at a cafe and you want your dog to sit? Do you want to scream sit? Do you want to have to use a deep tone sit? Do you want to have to start snapping fingers and popping your dog on the butt or touching his butt to get him to sit? That doesn't look like a lot of fun for anybody. All right, might be entertaining for those people watching, looking at you like you've lost your mind, right? But, um, but that's not what you need to be doing. You need to be confident in asking your dog to sit. Is your dog going to be perfect? Probably not. Are you going to be perfect? Mm, probably not. Your dog may have a better chance of being perfect than you. My guess is that your dog is, is a lot more consistent than you are. And so when you start dropping the ball and being inconsistent in what you're doing and what you're expecting, you're communicating to the dog that you really don't have any control, okay? And the dog is not going to take over control because he wants to. Dogs don't come in trying to take over. They don't come in just trying to prove to you they're in charge. They don't give a crap about who's in charge, right? They are part about living together in a social environment and abiding by rules and communication and doing what needs to happen for survival, for fun, for life. They don't care, but somebody has to be in charge, right? Somebody has to be in charge, um, but it's not about dominating. It's not about being the alpha. Get rid of those words. Just get rid of those words of, I'm going to dominate you, or my dog is trying to dominate. No, if your dog is showing behaviors like that, and he's more than likely being a bully, 
And that's because the expectations haven't been set. Self-control's not been taught. Um, and, you know, the dog hasn't learned the appropriate behavior in whatever situation that is. So first thing you need to do is build confidence in yourself as a leader. That's the most important attribute. When you're confident, I promise you your consistency will go up. Okay? Now, another thing as a leader of what you need to do is you need to set the expectations. You need to set the expectations for your dog on what it looks like at dinner time, what it looks like when company comes over, what it looks like when you go for a walk, what it looks like when the dog's in the backyard playing and you want him to come in. You can't expect your dog to do things because um, they see you as that 51% or because you believe you're that 51%. You have to teach them. Dogs have no idea what you want until you teach them. So you have to teach. And teaching is part of being a leader. And it's, you know, being consistent in what you're doing. So again, we go confidence. That creates consistency. Um, but your expectations is as important as anything else. But if you're not confident, then your expectations will fall apart. So even though expectations are equal to that confidence, you can't have one without the other. Okay, so... You need to set expectations, start teaching, teaching behavior, saying this is what I want, this is how you do it, um, and you can count on me. And that confidence comes in, as you can count on me, then I'm not going to change what, wherever we are, whatever the environment's like. You can always depend on me on what behavior you're going to get. All right, so if I am uh, friendly and outgoing and, uh, and I'm having a good time with a friend, and let's say that uh, some bad storms and we're hanging out and we're laughing having a good time and the storm comes around and, and let's say there's a tornado warning and I don't know about you guys but I, I really hate tornadoes they really that's one thing that I'm pretty fearful of but uh, if one was coming around if I lost my confidence and I started kind of screaming and running around and my friend was doing the same thing we would be in serious trouble but as a leader, I would want to project leadership qualities where I would want to try to stay as calm as possible and get us to safety. I may be scared to death inside, but as a leader, I'm not going to project that. I'm not going to let that be seen in that moment because I need to lead. And I need to calm other people down to lead them to where I want them to be. And so when you have friends that you've been around and they have seen you in different situations and different environments and you are the same person, then they're going to see that there's that confidence there and that leadership there. And then they know that, that you're someone they can depend on because they've seen you in different environments and different situations. And when your dog sees that you don't change on a walk when, they, when you come across 10 dogs versus on a walk when there's no one around, if they see that you don't change, they're going to look at you and go, oh, okay, this must be the same. That means the expectations are the same. My behavior should be the same. And I know that I can count on my owner to be doing the same behaviors and rewarding the same behaviors and, you know, interrupting if you need to or ignoring the same behaviors. Whatever the case may be, you're just a lot clearer in your communication with your dog. So whatever way you need to find confidence, that's what I need you to do. And you may have to look at one area in your life where you are confident. So if you're confident at your job, I want you to bring that home. Bring that home with your dog. And again, it's not about changing your external behavior as far as 
um, you know, coming in with your chest stuck out. Yes, true leaders do walk differently. People with confidence do walk differently. Um, but it's not a it's not a bully walk. It's not sticking your chest out, puffing up, and scowling at people. You know, it's just about saying, hey, I'm here, and I've got you. Whatever the issue is, I've got you. You can count on me. And that's your true leadership, and that's what you need to find with your dog. So remember, it's not about dominating your dog. It's not about being the alpha. Please don't roll your dog over on its back. Please don't be grabbing muzzles. Please don't stare your dog in the eye to show them who's dominant. All of that is, a, is crap. It's a myth. It's aggressive. And your dog is going to learn to just not trust you. Um, and that is not the way it's done. It's not done between dogs. It's not done between a uh, mother and her litter. It, it's not done that way. Uh, and even if it was, we are not dogs and we cannot follow through with that. All right, so if your dog decides to uh, be aggressive back to you when you've grabbed the dog's muzzle, um, then it's your fault that you get bit. Not the dog's fault. Dogs shouldn't be sent off to the shelter or euthanized. You are the aggressor first. Just like if you walk up to somebody on the street and you punch them and they punch you back, not their fault that you got punched back, right? You're at fault for starting that aggressive behavior, right? Now, yes, they can make a choice. They can make a choice to not punch back. But if they feel like that's the only way they can stop you from punching them again, then they're going to defend themselves. And why we think that's okay with humans to defend themselves, but it's not okay with dogs is ridiculous. Uh, they are living organisms with a brain and with emotions and feelings. And we need to be respectful. And we need to make sure that we're not doing aggressive things to our dogs. We're not hitting them. We're not spanking them. We're not grabbing them by the muzzle, twisting their ears, um, using harsh t um, tones, or screaming and yelling at them. That is not going to get you anywhere close to a healthy relationship with your dog. And my assumption is that if you have a dog, you've got that dog because you want a healthy relationship, because you want that companionship. You want that um, consistent love that they give you. And the, and the thing about dogs is that, yes, we can say they love you unconditionally, but I'm going to tell you, if you abuse a dog enough, um, that... It's, it's no longer unconditional love. That dog, for survival, will leave that toxic environment if they're able. Um, and they won't trust. And their whole life will be, um, you know, less than it could have been. So, no, dogs are not going to love you unconditionally. If you have a good relationship, then yes, that companionship is an amazing thing. But if you do harm to your dog emotionally or physically, mentally, then you can uh, forget about that unconditional love. I'm sure that's not a popular opinion, but I think if you really start thinking about it, you'll start to understand what I'm, what I'm saying here. Because um, at some point it's about survival. Um, and it's about survival for them. Because remember, they're not there to, to work for you out of respect. It's all about um, establishing a relationship. And that relationship needs to have you as that 51%, setting those expectations, having confidence, being their rock, no matter what the environment is giving you, no matter what the situation entails, okay, being there for them, but also teaching them to have uh, their own responsibility for their behavior in certain environments, in certain situations, such as the front door being open, 
and knowing we don't run out unless someone says, I can. So those are the things that really make up true leadership. And I hope that uh, you start thinking about and reflecting on how you are with your dog. And, you know, making sure that you're doing things, you know, balanced. I, I don't want to say really balanced because um, the best way to probably explain this, I want to make sure that you're not just loving your dog to death, okay, for real. <laughs> not just loving your dog to death, which means that you're not setting any expectations and you're allowing your dog just to do whatever, which in turn uh, could get him seriously injured or harmed, uh, like bolting out the front door and getting hit by a car. Um, you know, setting expectations, that's where you're going to show that true love, that you really care about their safety, you really care about their health. Um, you can love them and you can spoil them and you can pet on them and play with them and kiss their belly. And if, if your dog is okay with that, you can do all those things. You can let them sleep in your bed. You can let them sleep on your couch. You can have them, let them have free access to whatever you want. That is your prerogative. As long as you are setting expectations and you're being consistent about it, you can absolutely spoil your dog rotten. But I don't want you loving him to death. I want you to love him so much that he has a healthy life for as long as possible and a safe life okay so when i say all this know that it's not about being you know all militant and and just mean it's about establishing a real true relationship and if you improve your relationship with your dog uh, it's going to help you improve your relationship with other humans and one of my jobs is to make you a better pet owner, which in turn can make you a better human, as well as make your dog a better dog and the best version of themselves as they can be. So if you need any more help on building confidence, reach out to us. You know, we'd be happy to help you and uh, help build your skills. That's what we're here for. Uh, with our private lessons, our group lessons, we can do, um, you know, online lessons if you want. So there are all kinds of things we can do to help you out. You know, watch our blogs, <laughs> read our blogs, watch our videos, and, um, and make sure you keep up with our podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our videos, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, please be sure to share so that other people can also get this information. And maybe you know someone who wants to dominate their dog and they need this podcast. Maybe you've noticed that they're just a little mean to their dog and their dog seems miserable. Well, share this podcast and hopefully it will help to change some minds, help people to understand that having a relationship with your dog um, is a privilege, not a right. And you have a lot of responsibility on how that relationship is going to develop and what that life is going to look like for both you and your dog. And like I said before, make sure everybody in the household is at 51%. So help children out as well and um, help them understand what a real relationship looks like and what confidence looks like and teach them how to treat your animal. You know, if your kids are watching you scream at your dog, guess what you're teaching your kids to scream at dogs? Guess what the next thing they're going to do? When they scream at the dog for not doing what they want, next thing you know, they're going to be screaming at their friends for not doing what they want. So you're really teaching your kids a lot by how you're interacting with your pets in the home. So please teach your kids to be um, respectful and confident in learning how to really establish a real relationship with their dog so they can grow up and be better humans and have better relationships with humans. 
All right, so again, there's my soapbox for that. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Please check us out um, on Facebook, our website, listen to our podcast, share, and please rate wherever you are listening to this podcast. Please give us a rating so that it can start showing up in other searches so other people can find us. We really want to get this information out to as many people as we can. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week and stay safe. Keep social distancing, um, but find what that normal looks like for you. And you know what? If it needs to be better than what that normal looked like at the 1st of March, then you know what? This is the time to do it. Make a change in your life. Make it positive and live the life that you deserve so that you can give your dog the life they deserve. God bless. Have a great week.